0: Finally, the end of my night had come. Though Deadwood delivered heartbreak to my younger self, I had no idea what was actually being prepared for me. Me and my crew made it to the altar, and after my shiny ring activated the ancient slab, I were attacked by a terrible fiend. After swiftly dealing with that annoyance... A vision of the god Juneo came to me. It showed me the creation of orc and dwarf. All from the same hearthstone. It were miraculous to see such power before me. But while I was seeing things the rest of the Eddie boys was talking. They met with Abbot Nyssa and Queen Margaret who's fled Westwick for Pinton's protection. The Church of Thasla was splitting up, and the Queen revealed a sinister history of the Popkin family, which of course came as a surprise to no one. And by the end of their jabbering, the boys had secured the abbey and the Queen as allies with the Resisters. We were well on our way to victory over the Trelander Nation, but the Crown still had a few surprises yet left in store for us.
1: after the conversation with the queen, the abbot actually asks that you hang back with him. He has kind of some final judgments, and the queen's going to kind of go back to her desk. She was writing some letters, and the rest of the group goes back down the stairs, all heading to the refectory uh, in Common Grounds. Nissa leads you up the ladder and through the hatch. It is the top of the bell tower. He says, as you climb up the last step, he kind of grips your hand and helps you up. Every abbot is granted access to this room. We believe it's sacred. Every new bishop goes on a pilgrimage, including Westwick, where Thessala perished, and Greenest, where he was born. That's usually where they start, but uh, there seems to be a little Normacy with your call. I uh, think you can say that again. The top of the bell tower has large flying buttresses opening to the outside. You see dark storm clouds coming in from the west, but there's still kind of a sunny sky to the right, making a strange contrast east and west. Wind whips through those openings, and light pours in. You step onto the dusty wood planks and you are taken aback by the murals on the walls. Above you, of course, hang the bells with the ropes leading down into the queen's room below. Nyssa begins to take you through those murals. First, there are two figures in a garden, one glowing red-orange like the sun and the other a radiant white like a full moon. She has Stag's antlers atop her head, and he wields a mighty jagged blade. They look upon each other lovingly, yet with sorrow as if saying goodbye. Nyssa says, The sun and moon did have to part, but their work was far from over. The next image is the moon figure alone in the garden of young trees, another man not glowing, but still hot with rage, wielding the jagged sword that once belonged to the sun. The High Lord betrayed the beloved moon, stole her horns and her life, making something new. Next, the backdrop is Westwick, where a false image of the moon figure waits for the sun figure to return. The figure of the sun is stabbed through the heart with the jagged sword. The mischievous High Lord used trickery to lure the sun into his city and take the life from the one who granted him life. Still in Westwick, the next image shows a man kneeling in the midst of a courtyard. He is being burned alive. The High Lord watches, apathetic, With the jagged sword on his back one of great wisdom stood against the high lord and his tendency for war but was transformed from life to death the high lord sings victory once more the next image is of a giant creature with a monstrous stag skull for a head chaotic obsidian antlers protrude from the skull and aims the jagged sword forward leading armies of men into battle. Destruction overwhelmed the land as the High Lord's followers infected the world with war. And the final, most intriguing image, it's also the largest and most colorful. An elder tree stands within an aspen grove. The figure of the betrayer floats in the air with arms spread wide, His stag skull, head, and torso are evaporating into dust. Two figures stand at his sides. On the right is a man with long white hair, raising a white hammer. The figure on the left is a bald elven man, raising a staff with a golden cap. A chosen one came to us. He rid the world of evil, gave the Thessalans freedom, and united these three islands. Trailand was saved by the warrior and the mage. Go ahead and roll an investigation or perception on this final image.
2: That's a 21.
1: The image of the mage, the bald-headed elf with the staff with the golden cap, is very much in the likeness of Bartol.
2: Oh, wow. Am I familiar with this story, or is this like a a secret story, or a new story?
1: Yeah, there's parts of it that you'd be familiar with, like the death of Nyx and Mm -hmm. the luring into a city to be killed of Juneo. Different bits and pieces, like potentially the High Lord being the same one who put Thessla to death by fire. All of those made, they were connecting with what you've already been learning, especially from Anatola. But this one in particular, Elric Whitehammer having a hand, other than what Anti-Thesla spoke to you in his dream, you have not heard anything hmm. about this. So it's actually kind of a strange time because you're learning the secret information, but it's also aligning with something Anti-Thesla spoke to you.
2: Hmm. Okay. I want to say to Nissa, I had a dream recently and Anti-Thesla spoke to me and this... This final mural, it reminds me of what he said. So is this Whitehammer, and is that Bartolm, the mage?
1: Aye, yes. It, he has asked me not to speak of his participation in the happenings of many hundreds of years ago. I mean, this is practically the beginning of time, bef- just before one LT, the establishment of Trayland. Bartom has been a quiet protector of these lands. That is him. Uh, wow.
2: I did not realize this, but this is concerning because it's lining up with something that Auntie Thesla told me in a dream.
1: So this dark priest has been reaching out to you through dreams?
2: Yes, he's trying to get me to leave the Thessalon church and join him in worshipping of Karnas.
1: And how have you responded to these pleas?
2: As as soon as I can, I force him from my dreams. This is not my... I don't think that Karnas is the path for me.
1: That is comforting to hear. Do you mind if I lay hands on your head?
2: I bow my head.
1: He closes his eyes and puts his hands both on top of your head... His white hair kind of moves with some of the wind coming through as the wind is picking up. He says, "Oh, Darkness. Darkness is penetrating your mind recently. Brother, I'm afraid. I'm afraid the power that he yields. He takes his hands off. I'm afraid the power he wields is too powerful for my protection. But, before you lay for rest, I would suggest in hours of prayer and devotion to set your mind right to try and protect yourself. If he is able to infiltrate your mind, then he has a straight shot towards your heart. He can... See things past what maybe you're even aware of, what you're revealing to him. I'm not trying to scare you, son. I'm just trying to help. Uh, Wise words, and uh, I, I will heed them. These stories, they were kept to remind us, the leaders, of the work of those that have come before us. To establish peace and warn us of what could happen again in the future if we are not careful. I believe I already know the answer to this question. But are you willing to do whatever it takes to aid this endeavor?
2: I uh, bow my head and put my hand across my chest. I swear
1: it. And he makes the sign of the infinity symbol on his forehead and bows to you puts his hands back to his side. Then I have made my decision. And he kind of smiles and nods and walks over to the center of the bell tower and begins to pull one of the ropes, ringing a bell that rings out through all of Penton. Rory and Ayas, you hear bells ringing out. One of the knights who has helped show you to your rooms He comes rushing back after leaving, and you guys are just getting done setting down your packs and getting everything set. And he says, We are to go to the courtyard. There's to be an announcement made. Is that
3: what what the bells mean?
1: Yes, nothing alarming. The abbot just wishes us to congregate. And I look at Rory and I just shrug. (laughs) Go check it out. All right, yeah, let's go. With the cloisters as a backdrop, Nyssa addresses the crowd gathering. These are Penton's highest ranking, along with the Abbey. They know the tone of the bell that summons a meeting. Standing in front is Nyssa with Telnius by his side. Lady Britt has come out, Henry, and now Rory and Ayas, you kind of join the crowd. We know of the darkness that is coming over Trelant. We know that those in power are involved we know that deception and false prophecy are at the heart of the work that they are doing to segregate divide us but now is the time for us to stand by truth so that the right story can be passed on and those who come into leadership we can be so certain that they are making the right decisions for us. And there are already many among us doing this work. And so today, we, the Abbey of the Eights and Penton, capital of Norholm, decide that we shall aid them. This here beside me, most of you recognize, I'm sure. He has grown up amongst us was raised in the orphanage just there. His name is Telnius Grey, and he is the true Bishop of Trailand.
2: Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Yes.
1: Named by the former Bishop. Call him. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> he is here as a helper to rid Trailand of the lies of Dristan. At his back he motions toward Lady Brittany is Lady Brit Thatcher you know her as the resistor and the leader of her band but today and he goes back to an attendant and the knight hands off a sword that is sheathed he takes it from her today we proclaim that this is the rightful Queen of these lands so much has been taken from her, and so much suffering has been laid on her shoulders. Today, we will stand with her, and make it known that she is the right choice. I, uh, lean over to Aya's like, hey, uh, you? You cool with this? Or?
2: Just roll with it.
1: All right, all right. He then takes out a sword. There is an infinity symbol at its hilt. The braids of a figure eight go all down the center of the blade. It is reserved for those chosen by the church to bring justice. Lady Britt kneels and accepts the sword. She rises and looks towards the crowd. Some of them stunned, some of them pleased, most of them confused. I know what you are thinking. These are chaotic times. Many are making claim to different positions, and it is hard to know who to believe and who to trust. But after the death of Athelstan, I knew that my life would be changed forever. I knew that I would not rest until... The people of Traylin knew the truth, that his life was taken from us, and that his spirit, much like Thessla's, still lives within me, giving me strength. His love and courage, much like Thessla's, is on our side, and righteousness shall prevail, and she raises her sword into the air. And the crowds are kinda slow to it, but they begin to clap and cheer. She steps forward, kind of smiling toward the ground a bit, flutters her eyes a few times. Cute My first act as queen before you now will be to elect a new commander. We all know the three factions of knights. There's the stag's order, the viper's order, and the crowd kind of boos, <laughs> <laughs> yes. the order of the flame. Cheers. Woo, yeah. <laughs> but today I decree the first knight in a new order, the order of the eagle. <gasps> She brings the sword forward and approaches Rory. The crowd steps away from Rory as she comes before you. I will ask you now to take a knee.
3: I already am on my knee. (laughs) (laughs) She smiles. I drop down to a knee.
1: Nice. Descended from the strength of our halfling brothers and sisters, whom I now know as family, Rory Kilgannon. You have time and time again shown great courage in the face of fear, scoffed at death to protect those you love, and you have chosen a new path of righteousness which has led you here. I am beyond proud to now dub thee Sir Rory Kilgannon, first knight of the Order of Eagles and commander to your queen. Rise now, a knight of Trayland. Yes. <sighs> Quick, 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 quick. The the crowd is applauding. They are, in fact, jeering. It is a rare... Cheering? Oh, no. Cheering, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Things took a turn. Oh, quick, run. Oh, no. They hate him. Oh, tomatoes. Oh, no. Uh, I've got run. too many emotions. I can't speak anymore. <laughs> it is a rare thing for a halfling to be knighted. Yeah. And so this comes as a pleasant surprise to the people of Penton. Add
2: that to the list of names, buddy. hmm I was thinking wow. the exact same thing. Oh, great. Here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so with the
1: crowds cheering, the camera kind of pans up, showing this new crowd with these new proclamations. Coloon, we cut back to you. Back in Deadwood, you are standing beside the anvil altar. Your ring is still glowing. And Juneo's visage disappears. Janessa kind of approaches still in shock, her amulet still glowing.
4: And is the heart of the mountain still glowing as well?
1: mm-hmm. It in fact, has now improved. It now instead of plus one to constitution, you now have plus two to constitution.
3: Ooh. Still
1: the plus five medicine check to stabilize. But any orc wearing silver vein amulets near you, or any dwarf wearing a ruby ring, will gain the heroic feat, advantage against fear, and a d4 to any d20 roll, while fighting by your side.
4: Uh, Wow. But I don't get that. No.
1: No, it is it is something of like the compassionate leader kind of okay. fee where you grant something to others.
4: Can I hire a dwarf to wear the ring yeah. in my place and then I <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping you would ask.
1: Yeah. And in fact, here he is, <laughs> Bozo the Dwarf, yeah, steps out of it's Deadwood. Me. <laughs> hey. Oh, he got no fingers. How am I supposed to wear it? Oh, I guess I could pierce my nose.
2: <laughs>
3: Maybe I'll just hold it in my mouth. Oh, oh, oh
1: no! I swallowed it. Does I promise it'll. It? I promise it'll reappear tomorrow.
3: In my duty.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, it's happened before.
3: This has been my profession for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
1: Jesus. Kowloon, um, while you're kind of in shock of just the vision that happened, you look around and see small shoots of green springing up from the grounds, new plants, new life. So, what you had seen before was more of a vision. Now it seems as if life is starting to grow within these dead woods.
4: Well, that's interesting. Janessa, how long has it been since something living's been in these woods?
1: And she looks down where you're looking and says, Well, as long as I have been alive at least 20 or 30 years, it has been a long time. And she reaches down and kind of, like, digs around one of the shoots and lifts it up. And she looks at it and says, Perhaps... Things aren't as hopeless as they once were.
4: Perhaps. Well, that's good and all. Don't kill all the plants before they have a chance to spread, though.
1: I'm not killing it. I have the soil with it. Look.
4: <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's... Uh, you're right. That's I'll, fair.
1: I'll put it back. I'll even water it. <laughs>
4: no, no, you do... It It's it's really is amazing. Um, all right, well, that was good of... Uh, was that Janeo?
1: Yeah, it was. And Aye. the Orcs have always kind of worshipped him, but seems we we share a creator.
4: It looks like it. I had my suspicions before from other things that we've found. Um let me check Gaelic real quick. Uh, and I call for Nox and Fidelma.
1: There is no answer. Uh,
4: oh, I had my suspicions. Well, good for Not them. Fred and Velma.
1: <laughs> oh,
4: that sucks.
1: That's
4: ah, all right. They were... They, they got released back into... They were your wherever. friends, dude. Yeah. yeah, dude. They're dead now. Yeah, they're dead to me. <laughs> 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 and uh,
1: Janessa kind of sees your sadness looking at your weapon, and she just puts her hand on your shoulder and says, Um, look, tonight has been... Rough and eventful, and I'm pretty sure we all just had a shared trauma here, but um, I think we need to get moving. I don't think we should spend the night in these I, woods. No,
4: I'm I'm fine. And I kind of shake her hand off my shoulder a bit, and I just... All right. Well, let's get to the orcs, then. Let's get this over with. I, uh, Back to the silver vein. Lead the way.
1: Cut back to penton that day since it was only around midday that you guys had gotten there it was kind of mid-afternoon when the announcements were made telnias rory and aias you all have some free time within abbey and penton
2: i for sure want to go to that eight chest height stones and at meditate the, or pray or at what? the cloisters right yeah I'll do the whole prayer at the cloisters.
1: Okay. And then this is a map of Penton. Telnius would be really familiar, but if any of you are to go into town, there is Somerset and in Tavern, Radiant Wares, Clothing and Supplies, Hillcrest Winery, which was an old favorite of Telnius, and Bartle's Instruments, and Villager's Hunting Lodge.
2: If you guys want to sneak anywhere, I can give us advantage at that.
3: Oh, well, sure. Why not?
2: You know. Just Let's let sneak everywhere, why? If not? you want it, like, we don't even have to sneak. We could just if we wanted to, we could. Oh. But yeah.
3: Why well,
5: you should
2: sneak. We should. It'd be
5: yeah. fun.
1: <laughs> we don't want any, you
2: know.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. crazy
2: people following <laughs> us.
1: <laughs> okay, so Telnius wants to spend some time at the cloisters.
2: Getting that sweet benefit.
1: Okay, so you come up to them and you remember these columns and you know that each stone as you kind of walk uh, in the midst of them. You look them over. Each stone has a glass center. Within the glass center, uh, they contain the ashes of each of the original eight members. They are nameless and eternal, like the stars in the sky, returned to dust. Roll a D8 after an hour of prayer in the center. Four. Four. You gain a burst of agility. You can add one d6 to one dexterity roll in the next 24 hours.
2: Nice. That's incredible because my dexterity is
1: shitty.
3: (laughs) So it's at least a plus one to one of your dexterity (laughs) checks. Yeah. While he's doing that, I think I would like to have a chat with Lady Brittany. I figured that. And yeah. Are you trying
1: to have like a private chat waggle eyebrows or
3: just a private chat? Well... (laughs) Uh, I think the second one. I mean, maybe the first one will happen, but the second one was my goal. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Um. You
1: can meet. You was know that, where was she...
3: the difference? Could be what I'm wearing when I walk into the room. With her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or not. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. You. You're able to catch Brittany as she's kind of like just processing the day, processing especially meeting the queen and now having this announcement. Nissa just kind of dropping this bomb on her. Yeah, she's just kind of like half-razzled, half-satisfied. And you kind of come to the door as she's
3: uh, unpacking a few of her things. So I, I knock on the door and I say, may I, may I enter? <laughs> uh,
1: yes, of course. And if you would, just shut the door behind you.
3: And I do. And I walk in and I kind of take a knee again and I say, my lady, um, my love, uh, that was the greatest honor of my life that you've ever given me. And I just want to know what happens next. I've never been given responsibility like this before. I
1: wanted to give you a freedom that I don't think that you've had for many years. She was already teary-eyed like when you said that was the greatest honor. And she kind of looks up. I know the feeling of having to spend your life meeting the expectations of others while constantly burying your own will. As commander, yes, you will be responsible to me. But you, as Sir Rory, you will have a newfound agency to choose your destiny rather than allow destiny to be chosen for you. I see the hurt in your eyes. Whenever we speak, it pains you to have been so far from your family for so long.
3: It does. That's, that's very true, especially knowing what what I missed while I was away. But to know that I have my sister and my nephew and I've got a family. And they're still there and they're still waiting for me. And I've got you and I've got hopefully... A future there, but I also need you to know that I have a loyalty to this mission that me and the Rowdy Boys are on, and I don't know how these two things add up. I don't know how this new role and this new life I have here can coexist with this mission that I feel called to.
1: I know that this adds a new layer of what you would interpret of responsibility, but I think that There is always a great balance in life. The ability to choose what is best for the time being. I think at the moment, once we have settled things here in Penton, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the best thing for you at the moment is to return to Denshire and and help Alfea in guarding your home. And this isn't something you have to do tomorrow morning or anything, but I believe when we leave Penton for the Whitehammer Castle, I think that would be a good first mission for a commander to do. Protect the settlement of Denshire.
3: Yeah, I think so too. I'm also worried about what happens with the rest of this mission. I mean, I worry that I I have a critical role to play and that I won't be able to be there for it.
1: Well, if everything works according to plan... I mean, you'll be king by default. What do you mean mean by that? And she just, like, looks horrified into the corner of the room. (laughs) She showed her hand. (laughs) Ah. Ah. (laughs) She turns around and, like, walks to a window. And then she turns back around facing you. What I have felt and feel toward you I don't think is a fleeting thing. I don't think it is something where the court will whisper to each other about the queen and her commander. I'm not necessarily making a proposal at the moment, but I am just saying.
3: I grab her hand and I say, you don't need to go any farther than that. Just know that earlier I said you've given me the greatest honor of my life. And even this conversation that we've had so far, which I hope will continue, you have given me an even greater honor just by saying it.
1: And like before you can finish your sentence, she just leans down and lays one on you.
5: Hey everybody, welcome back to the magical fantastical world of the fey realm here in the middle of god knows where chasm quest Tis I, ya boy, skinny (laughs) eyes I kind of got separated from that little fey person I was with earlier Though I somehow feel like they're still around somewhere Ah whatever, I don't think I'll be able to find them even if I tried Not out in this dense ass forest Guess I'll just sit here and snack on all the fruits that are hanging around in all these trees. At least I hope they're fruits. <laughs> I'm starving. You are a no-chop. Mm. Wow, that's good. Okay, Andrew is the DM, Colin is Kalloon, Brad is Rory, Micah is Telnius, and Taylor is IOS. Sound effects by Alex Pegram, and Chasm Quest theme song by Sam Anderson. If you've made it this far on the show, then you'll be delighted to know that we've already started recording for season four, which is a spectacular thing for me because I get DD withdrawals like crazy. And I know that we have been taking our time on these last episodes and we haven't really stuck to a strict release schedule. And that is all because this summer has been bonkers busy. But we are finally bringing the season to a close here in the next few episodes. And let me tell you. The Rowdy? The Rowdy Thick. We have some cool things coming to our Patreon soon, so if you're a patron of the show, be on the lookout, because they are coming. If you'd like to become a patron and help support our efforts here at Chasm Quest headquarters, you can do so at patreon.com slash chasmquest. and there, you will receive access to tons of bonus episodes where we goof around and try different ideas, some of them being quite spooky, if you're into that. I know it's getting closer to spooky season, and I am starting to lean into it hard. And, of course, if you do become a patron of the show, we will shout your name out right here on the episode. This week, we are very honored to thank our newest patron, Diana. Here, let me just scream it into the Fae Wilderness real quick. Thank you, Diana! Ooh, that carried. Again, that's Patreon.com slash ChasmQuest. And you too can unlock tons of bonus content today. Stop shouting, you dingus. Where have you been? Uh, what are you eating? Oh, this? Um... I don't really know. It looks like a pear? Maybe? (laughs) Oh, that is rich. That is a wubba fruit. (laughs) Humans are not supposed to eat those. What? Why? What's going to happen? It's going to shrink you down to the size of, well, judging by your precise size. No. No, no, no. Come on. You'll be the size of me, I suppose. No, 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 no. Uh, Here, help me throw up. (laughs) Oh, calm down. (laughs) It's only temporary. (laughs) Once you digest it, you'll return to normal. Okay. Oh, look, it's starting. Huh? Oh. Well, this is inconvenient. Oh, being six inches tall isn't so bad. Here, let me call some friends. Uh, I guess I'll have to ride it out until I digest this stuff. Okay. If you want to support the show in other ways, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Obviously, it helps out a lot, but these days we just appreciate hearing from people about what they think of the show. It brightens our rowdy hearts like you wouldn't believe. This week, we'd like to give a huge shout out to our latest reviewer, Ingame358, who apparently has a genius plan and says they will earn a film degree and turn Chasm Quest into a show. <laughs> Hell yeah! If we can all pull together and manifest that into being, that would be a dream come true. I'd even love an animation. If any animators are listening, may Thessala bless you. And may Thessala bless you in game 358. And thanks for listening. We have a lot more planned, so stick around. Lastly, if you're feeling low in energy and you don't have any good berries and already used your second wind action, then I have great news. There is a potion that can help. It's called coffee. And you can get some fantastic DD-themed coffee at foundfamiliar.com. They have some extraordinary blends, and every bag of Found Familiar coffee sold helps them fund artists, content creators, projects, and other businesses all within the realm of tabletop RPGs, and we all love to support one another. So head on over to foundfamiliar.com and enter STAYROWDY at checkout for 10% off your order. That's foundfamiliar.com and promo code STAYROWDY. Well, that's all for me. I'm gonna let y'all get back to the episode. Hopefully, this being small thing doesn't last too long. Whoa, whoa. Oh, hey. What's your name, fella? <laughs> I guess this squirrel isn't scared of me now that I'm this size. What's that? Hmm. I don't understand, squirrel, but I'm gonna assume you want me to ride on your back. Yeah? Sold. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, no rains here. Well, me and my new friend here are going to go leap from tree branch to tree branch. I'll catch you guys later. See ya.
1: It's getting a little bit later in the day. The storm clouds that are kind of gathering are making it feel a little bit later than it actually is. So it's like three o'clock, but it's it's feeling more like seven or eight. Mm -hmm. Before the day is through, Aias, did you want to return to that circle uh, and investigate your ring? Was
5: that the same circle with the pillars? The cloisters? Yes, the cloisters. Cloister. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah, where I you guess, met Nyssa. Yep. I guess when I see that it's like clear and there's not really anybody around, I'll just go over there. You're
1: like waiting while Telnius is finishing his prayer and you're like checking your watch. <laughs> I'm like, like, like behind on. the
5: corner, but I'm peeking out, just like <laughs> glaring at him, just <laughs> waiting for student, him to stop. praying. No. <laughs> no, I probably went for while he was like in there, I probably went for a horse ride. Nice. On Tolka and I kind of probably took Tolka around the block a couple times.
1: Oh, sweet. Yeah, like going around Penton, but Mm -hmm. maybe even going out to the forest a little bit. Yeah, yeah,
5: definitely out to the forest. Uh, Just any, like, kind of maybe down the mountain just a little bit just to get to where there's some trees and
1: stuff. Does it maybe pain Ayes to be this close to Sandalwood? It does. And the Elder Tree and Bartome? (laughs) Yeah,
5: I've I've even traveled across Penton. To where I'm looking down over the treetops that is the Sandalwood Forest to the far
1: east. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you get a a beautiful view of the rest of Norholm, and there is just something in your heart that leaps knowing that soon, hopefully soon, you will be once again, you know, rejoined Mm. with with your with your little fam, Mm. with your tribe. After the ride, you come back into the Abbey of the Eights. Like I said, it's kind of getting darker, 4 or 5 in the evening. You ride up to the Cloisters, itch talka, and step off. Yeah, why don't you describe your approach? Because the cloisters are cool. Like I said, they're like freestanding columns and they're kind of offset to each other. They still make a rectangular structure as a total, but they're totally open. They're not making an actual building or anything. Mm, And there's greenery and foliage kind of growing amongst them.
5: Yeah, I'm definitely like pacing outside of them and like stroking the pillars as I pass by just kind of with my hand and I'm like weaving in and out. And then I just kind of start moseying towards the center and I just kind of kneel down and I start to uh, close my eyes and just start listening to. I guess this is an open courtyard. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just listening to the noises and stuff like that.
1: <clears throat> that same humming starts coming from your emerald ring again. And as you close your eyes for a meditation, That humming almost matches your heartbeat's rhythm. You are used to this. This is how you rest. This is how you gain back your strength. As your vision falls into darkness, a new vision begins to unfold in front of you. You are reminded maybe of the last time you meditated over your sword. But this is something new you are standing at the top of the penton hill the pinnacle or apex being this very spot where these eight stones stand of course though the vision you're receiving there are not eight stones standing but instead withered trees small saplings that looked as if they were promised life and yet it was taken far too soon. Just as the pain enters your heart from seeing that, you look up and there is a full moon. And almost as if you have walked up to the full moon, it envelops your entire view. An image is then silhouetted within the light of that full moon. It is a woman with stag's horns Looking downward, she's a silhouette, her face is all black, same with the antlers. She then looks up and says, You have traveled to many lands and have returned stronger than ever. Do not fret. Her icy grip is on you. But it is not all-powerful. travel worlds, through stars, to other realms. Do not let her hold you back. Her eyes open. There is one glowing red eye and one glowing white eye, and her voice rings out, but there are layered voices beneath it. You then stand on a bridge made of ice, a mile wide, with nothing but stars or space surrounding you. You are holding Vanessa, your blade, the sword of Brenna, cursed by Isvanya, and it is burning bright. What? You Hear the charge of an army, roars of bears and other creatures behind you. You look. There is a mystical green sphere, as big as Anu, filled with trees floating in the sea of nothingness. You sense danger, though especially from the frozen bridge that you stand upon as it penetrates its barrier. You then hear dragons and demons roaring in front of you. There is yet another sphere. This one is burning and yet frozen all at once, where in your heart you know great suffering lies within its barriers. The armies are rushing toward the bridge. You stand in the center, roll a wisdom save. 14. You raise your hand higher. The blade burns hot with fire on one side. And on the other, you grip it tighter, tighter. You focus, you become angry. There is a spark of blue. Before the armies arrive on either side, you see something behind the sphere of suffering. It is larger than the sun. It is more black than anything dark you have ever seen. Swirls of light in stardust orbit the rhyme of this horrifying place. If it is a place. It captures your soul and fills you with dread. The flame, the blue cold, evaporate from your sword and you awaken, tears streaming from your face. In the midst of these cloisters, your sword is in your hand. Uh, and this is just a visual of wow the place beyond oh, wow. the two realms that you saw. The beyond. Wow. It is so dark.
3: You could call it a dark pit.
2: <laughs> like a, a black
1: <laughs> hole. <laughs> I like dark pit. Dark, dark <laughs> pit works. <laughs> it is now dark outside. Telnius, you are reminded of the poem that was given to you to seek out the blind beggar yes. at the tower in Adamsport. Would you like to go and yeah. investigate?
2: Can I do that with my Rowdy Boys, though? Are yeah. We pl- is Coloon planning on meeting us here at Penton?
1: Eventually, yes. Eventually. You remember that the note had said that you searched the tower on your own? It didn't say anything about them joining you down into Adam's okay. court.
2: cool. So, yeah, I want to go get Ias and Rory. And if we can... Sir Rory. Sir Rory.
1: And don't you forget
2: it. Sir Rory, Aeas... Uh-huh. <laughs> My loyal subject. <laughs> uh, you guys want to go with me to the tower in Adamsport? Oh, yes. yeah. We got to check that yeah. out. Yeah, we need to go on a mission.
3: I it, f- I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm, ooh, I also, let's get stealthy about yes. it. We can be stealthy. Hey, didn't you
2: say you wanted to sneak earlier? Yes. Okay. And I have, I'm particularly good at it here in Penton. Hey. The only time I'm good at sneaking.
3: As we start sneaking, I say, do you have any idea... In the hierarchy of authority Who's in charge higher The guy in charge of the military Or the bishop For sure bishop yeah Well you said for sure I don't yeah. know if I would say for sure uh, No it is
2: 100% for sure I'd say bishop. maybe
3: No 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 We'll it talk
2: is to like, Lady Britt Okay yeah, yeah. I mean well, Or we can just let me decide In charge of who though Everyone Like Trayland
3: It would just Which one of us is more th- In the line of succession right. For the resistors In charge of Trayland
5: Yeah
2: Let's flip a coin
3: it, well, it could be either the three of us, actually.
2: Oh, yeah. It's true. It's true. But it's probably the bishop,
1: though.
3: Well. <laughs> it could be the young falcon. You, you know, know, honestly, I'm okay with that.
1: Good, good, good. I'd rather
3: have you in charge of everything and you in charge of everything than me. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too. Who is actually in
3: charge Who of everything. actually maybe going to be second in command. <laughs> I don't want to let these things slip. Anyway, let's go to Adam's apple whatever.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So let's stealth, and remember, you get advantage on your stealth.
1: Alright, uh, what'd y'all get on your stealth checks for trying to make it to this lighthouse?
2: I got a 15.
3: 12.
1: 17. So, the way Adam's port is set up, it's long, rather than deep so you take that switch back down make it through a couple of buildings and of course at nighttime like i said this place is under lockdown at some point rory you get caught up with two guards telnius and aias you are able to continue making it and give me perception checks aias and telnius Eight. Twenty. nice uh so telnius you've you're making it further because you don't actually notice that rory gets caught up with two guards mm. But um, it's actually the guard from earlier, and he says, Hey, uh, congratulations on making commander.
3: Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks, my man. What was your name one more time?
1: I'm uh, Sir Rufus.
3: Oh, you're a sir as well.
1: Yeah, Order of the Flame.
3: You will make a valuable addition to the Order of the Eagles.
1: Yeah. Um. Oh, are we all just like now we're all eagles, or will the well, flame still exist? it's not
3: my call. It's Lady Brady's call. You know,
1: and, uh, I, you hear this from a distance, ah, and shit. you can either choose to stop or you see Telnius cl- starting to climb over rocks to get to the lighthouse. That's a little bit further from the settlement because you can tell by the looks of the lighthouse, it's not exactly an operation anymore.
5: And I kind of like whistle over to him just to kind of get Telnius's oh,
2: attention. Oh, oh
1: what? what? Yeah. You're it? about 30 feet ahead. You look back and see Ius.
2: Okay. I, uh, stop going and I um sneak back over to I got caught up. We gotta okay, we gotta get it. We gotta handle this. We gotta do it organically. We
5: can't just yeah, be yeah. weird about it. Yeah. Throw a rock or something. Okay, hold on. Do I, I see I them
1: go. doing this? Uh, no, because they're they're a little bit distance from you. Still stealth.
5: And I throw a rock on the far side of Sir Rory and Sir Rufus and it, it lands in a shrub on the far side. Ah, uh, give me
1: a dexterity check. Oh, <gasps>
5: That is 14 on the rock
1: throwing. Sir Rufus is talking uh, rather loudly and actually does not hear the stone go into the bushes. Shit. And Um, he continues. He's like, wait, so if we are enmeshed or intermingled into the Order of the Eagles, like, what exactly is that?
3: Well, let me tell you. We're going to have it all worked out. I promise it's going to be the best that it's ever going to be, and you can trust me.
2: Uh, I want to cast thaumaturgy, and I want to make ominous whispers in his
1: ear. Ooh! Oh well, he doesn't have to roll perception for that. He goes, uh, "What?" And what are you saying? It is time for you to go to sleep. You must go to sleep. Sleep, sleep. You must go to sleep. <laughs> Ew! That's so creepy good
4: are you just trying to get rory away from this guy and yeah we could yeah,
5: literally just go over there and be like hey man we gotta get going yeah,
3: i, I <laughs> could just tell him i gotta
4: leave <laughs> and you're traumatizing him for
1: life yeah yeah i like it and uh and so this guy's just like uh i'm sorry i need to go to the uh, uh i need to uh he's he just by like, the medic my friend he just like rushes uh past you to- back into town. And Rory
5: sees me and telling you it's just dude nuts. Yeah,
1: we're <laughs> just like pranking him, prank
3: what that What did you do him. to that
1: guy? Dude, we pranked him so hard.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, let's <laughs> I guess let's keep going. Uh
1: roll me new stealth checks as you continue on. Oh shit.
2: Okay. So, I got a, I got a 16.
3: 17. I got a
5: 6. Dang. Oof.
2: We with the dang.
5: I rolled a 1 and then a 3. <sighs>
1: Yeah, you get kind of tripped up, and someone else, like of the town, sees you, Ayas, going out to this area. and Do I see that? Give me a perception check. 11. Yeah, because they're like concerned citizens, you know, and like I said, this the area is on a soft lockdown. And so at this point, because you guys have made it even further, Rory and Telnius, you both are at the foot of this lighthouse. Again, Ias is about 30 feet back when he gets caught up and somebody just at the very edge comes out and he says, Hey, you, you one of them teens that's been going out there?
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: Get yeah! I'm Uh, one of those teams. It's it's not safe. Get out of there.
5: Yes, sir. And I I bolt in a different direction, and then when I get out of that guy's sight, I try to loop
1: around. Okay, we'll come back to you since you had to spend so much time. Like you just I as uh you bounce. I cast I cast thaumaturgy. Go
5: to
3: sleep.
2: sleep. You
5: must sleep,
3: sleep. Time to sleep. All these just regular concerned citizens. Yeah. People doing their jobs. <laughs> yeah. All right.
2: Uh, so, yeah, I want to go inside the, the ramshackle Okay. Now, the,
1: the message said for you to go alone. Mm. Are you asking I, Rory to go with you? No. I'll
2: have Rory stay down at the bottom. Okay. I will go inside alone.
1: Perf. Okay. So, you start going up the stairs. The stairs are very old, and you have to be very careful on your way up. Are you continuing to stealth, or you're just kind of like, I'm uh, going up. To- I'm
2: not going to stealth, but I am going to take my time. I'm not going to go very fast. Okay,
1: I won't make you uh, roll a dex or anything. Perfect. That was <laughs> That's the goal. What we were looking for. And you ascend upward and finally get to the top of this lighthouse. There sits a man on a crate, leaned over a desk, There is a lamp that burns, but there is like a blanket that creates a little bit of a dome or a little bit of a tent that blocks out the light from going out the windows. Because this lighthouse, much of the infrastructure is crumbling. You get to the top and there's someone leaned over this desk and you see them wearing a cloak made of many rags. And the colorful hood is pulled up over their head and over their eyes. The scratching of the quill, though, stops. And they look toward you, the hood still covering their eyes. They say, us, it's been too long. And they slowly begin to pull their hood back and unveil their face. It is an elf, a high elf with long black hair and scorch marks on their face. Their eyes are plastered shut with scarring. He says, Would you like to hear a little story, a little tale? You recognize this as Penvro Gwyn. <laughs> Penvro? <laughs> what? Uh, what are you doing here? I tis me in the flesh. And, you know, with... The scarring on his face, he stands up, rises, and takes a courteous bow. So, are you saying he doesn't have eyes? I'm saying the skin is now scarred over his eyes. So oh, yes, wow. he it looks like just scarred flesh and then his forehead and then his hairline. Wow. If you remember, way back in season one, Erwin had left from Ben Ivor to make sure that Penvro oh, could have his life saved. Talon had splashed steaming hot That's right. wine in his That's face. That's right. Mold uh, wine. Mold wine. Mold wine. And the hope was that at least his life could be saved. If not his eyesight, it's looking as if...
2: Just the life. Yeah. Not the ice. Yep. I guess he can smell you. <laughs> I smelled you coming a <laughs> mile away. What? Uh, I received your message.
1: Um, how can you help? <laughs> "'Twas not my message, although I did like the little poem that he wrote and the little uh, tricksy riddle that he added, although (laughs) I thought it was a little too easy. Who, "'Who is he?' Uh, "'An old friend of yours.' Uh, (laughs) "'Bartolm.' "'Nay, not (laughs) Bartolm. "'Someone a little bit further away than that, (laughs) Uh, or at least was. "'You, of course, remember your good friend.' Finn? Oh,
2: oh, Finn. Uh, How's, how's he doing?
1: Well, there is much to tell about Finn. Finn Aurora has been acting rather, and he taps his, his noggin, rather slyly as of late. In fact, he has quite impressed me with his (laughs) acting skills. Oh, do tell. Well, you may have known that he was heading to Dunabur with a group of other, uh, uh of the Varrican to, uh, do some reconnaissance, gather some information. Right. Well, uh, within there, he happened to find moi, and, uh, he and I got talking, and I happened to have a little bit of a connection, and, um, long story short, but of course I'm a bard, so <laughs> I could go on for ages, but Finn... Well, he has, uh, like I said, been uh, putting up quite the act for none other than (laughs) your nemesis, as they say, (laughs) Anti-Thesla. He's been playing both sides, as it were. He's ready, though, to talk. Well, that, uh, can you help me understand what, what's going on? Uh, of course, yes. Well, we, uh, gathered on a ship, and, uh, Finn brought some things to, um, the- the one whom they refer to as anti Thessla. although he would refer to himself as the Scion. He's really, really worked up about this whole Karnas thing, but, um, uh, that's besides the point, um. Finn has been goading him on, allowing him to believe that Finn has been helping him. And now has come a point where he has learned a vulnerability and he wishes to meet with you, the uh, nice new shiny Bishop of treyland. That's incredible. Yes. But when where is he? I, I'd love to. Of course, he could not. Um, He could not risk being seen in Penton. But he has a ship just off the lake. Uh, uh, just just, uh, just a few, uh, just about a half mile into the lake. And uh, I am prepared to take you there. He Can wishes I... only to speak to you, though. Can I make an
2: insight check? hmm You know what? I'm going to use... Oh, no, we haven't talked to Colleen in a while, so I don't have any inspo. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bee. <laughs> ah, miss me now, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do. You know what,
5: man? Go ahead and take
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, that's a thirteen on insight.
1: He's being sincere. He's okay. he's telling the story of how Finn has been double crossing anti-Thesla and gaining an, an upper ground.
2: Okay. Um. All right. Well, if he, why? I I suppose I don't understand why he only wants to meet me. I mean,
1: he said something about one in your group murdering some of his people and him not really trusting the rest of them yeah okay that's fair he wanted to speak with you first he's open to speaking to them but he says you two have a lot and he's like oh he's not rolling his eyes because he doesn't have them But, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but he's kind of making that face like gesturing forward like He says you two have a lot to, like, work out and maybe discuss, so I, you know... I I get it, Okay, okay. I said I'd help him out. He's helped me out quite a bit.
2: All right, well, then, uh, just tell me where to go. I'll go
1: there. Um, uh, right out this way, and there's actually a rope ladder out the other end of the lighthouse, and because the rocks go up higher on that end... Um, and he, he says, uh, just out this way, I have a boat at the bottom here, it's too rocky, closer to the Adams port. Oh, uh, so you're saying literally right now, we uh, go... Y- yes, we, it is dark, you have met the blind beggar, and we shall, uh, uh, leave, yes. oh uh, well, I mean, isn't there a storm rolling in? Oh, if there is, uh, oh, you'll be fine a- aboard the ship, though, we'll, we'll just talk within the hole. All right. Uh, I don't know. This feels weird
2: to be doing without the guys, but okay.
1: I understand. If you want to leave a note for one of them, I would completely understand.
2: I call down the window. Hey, I, I, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch a ride over.
1: Uh, meet up with Finn.
3: All right, can I come? No.
1: And so, as you're screaming out the window of or the top of this lighthouse, it's like three stories high. Aias, you had worked so hard to sneak back, and that same guy comes out of his house hearing yells coming from the lighthouse, and he's like, "Those damn hooligans!" <laughs> and then he looks right over and sees you. Yeah, oh, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Tellmias, you follow. Penvro out the window, climb down the rope ladder, leads out to some rocks. You just climb down a little bit further and there's just a small dinghy that will lead out to uh, Finn's ship. And so you get in and Penvro begins to paddle.
2: Uh, I want to make sure I have prepared the spell command water just in case something happens. I can you know, make make some moves. Make a mess. Make some commands. Yeah, command some water and shit. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Or control water, sorry.
1: All right, you sail out into the lake. A fog has coupled with the storm clouds. And you can see, you know, generally right around you because Penvro has lit a lamp for you on the ship. But you you do, in fact, ride into this fog. And Penvro's like, I know, it's just a straight shot through here. And uh, how, how have things been with you? Uh good, you know, just...
2: Reuniting, trailing, joining the resistors group, and, you know, trying to overthrow the king.
1: Very good. It seems you and Finn will have a lot to discuss then. He has been, obviously, helping his sister gain information and whatnot, but um, he sees the kind of turmoil that's happening here, and you proclaiming yourself bishop, it seems like he could not help but reach back out to you.
2: As one does.
1: Penvro continues to to paddle and finally you come through the fog and you see the dark outline of a rather large ship it doesn't seem to be marked and the sails seem to be up and the anchor is laying you climb a rope ladder from the bottom up the ship where Penrose stops the dinghy and you get to the top deck Penrose telling one tale of oh you should have seen it. We were on our way over the Chasm Sea and uh, had had watched as some of the other Trailender Navy ships attacked yeah. what I think was your old ship, but yeah. um, we, uh, oh, uh, it's just this way. The captain's uh-huh. quota is here, and the crew, they're really not paying you any attention, and you come to the back of the ship. Penbro opens the door and bows and ushers you in. <laughs> I don't think Penbro watched anything. Uh, it's like, like I just
2: imagine him being blind. He, like, opens the door and bows, and he's, like, bowing to a wall or something. I mean, <laughs> you're
1: I, you're actually watching him. It seems almost immaculate how he is navigating things. Wow. And when you saw him writing in the small notebook, like, it looked as if, you know, hmm. completely normal penmanship.
2: I asked him about it.
1: Uh, on the way over, he says, oh, um... Yes, one of the things Finn, uh, has helped me out with. A little learning in true sight that I can navigate every now and again. It is not permanent, but, um, for brief moments of time I can, uh, access it. Wow, that's pretty impressive. It is, and, uh, solidified my allegiance to him. Very good. We then skip forward a little bit, and he's ushering you into the captain's quarters. So
2: I walk into the captain's quarters... And I look for Finn. Perf.
1: You enter the captain's quarters. A figure stands behind the desk wearing a black cloak. Last time you saw Finn, he was wearing said black cloak, looking through the windows behind. You see a ship out there in the fog, just a little bit further back, and you hear the word be spoken No. Fuck. You see flames erupt on the ship outside the window, further back. Silhouetted by the flames, the man turns around. Instead of Finn's red beard, you see the blanched white stag skull under his hood. You feel a bone knife pressed to your neck as a voice whispers,
5: ''Do not make any sudden movements.''